Recording now. Yeah, we are recording now. Okay, okay. What's up, guys? We're back. It's the Visions Podcast. We took a little break, and we appreciate you guys' patience. So, we definitely had some things that we needed to get sorted out, and um, by the grace yeah. of God, we were able to do that. And um, we're back. We're back, and we hope you guys like the new format. And um, there's going to be loads of little changes being made continuously, just to yeah. continually improve what it is that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dropping week, dropping episodes every two weeks as opposed to every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to give us more time to really tap into what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but without further ado, I'm one of your co-hosts. There's Destiny. You know the vibes. And um, I'll, let, I'll let him introduce himself. Let the people <laughs> know, my brother. My name is JT, Josh. And yeah, from the other half of Visions Podcast. Pleasure to be here. After a long break, we are back. We're back, yeah. And a very special episode today. Um, JT, please let them know what we're talking about today. Yeah, today um, we're going to address um, anxiety, worries, um, something we've talked about, but um, I feel like every topic we discuss about needs a little bit more depth, a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs a little bit more of a, a spiel. Um, and yeah, anxiety, that's, that's that's today's topic. Amongst many different things we're going to be talking about, bringing on guests as well. So this is not just the last time we're talking about anxiety. We'll definitely be addressing these things constantly. And, you know, as a as the platform begins to grow and evolve and we start to bring in different concepts, we're going to be talking more about these things so that, um, you know, other ideas and opinions as well as the word of God is, is referenced in, in our videos and, and reiterated. So, yeah. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I think the best place to start is... What is worry to you, bro? Mm. Um, like in, in terms of in terms of your life on a day to day, things that you experience, things that you go through, what does worry mean to you? Because worry to you might mean something different to someone else or to me. For sure, for sure. Um, oh man, uh, I think worry to me is just um, not being able to control things. Not being able, not being in control of things, mm. and I know it sounds stupid, but no, um, it doesn't. It doesn't, bro. Don't. I just feel like we, I let me speak for myself. <laughs> mm. Let me speak for myself and say I try to control a lot of things, um, a lot of situations, um, and when I feel like I'm overwhelmed with either responsibility, overwhelmed with um, emotions as a result of that, or responsibility or other things. Um, when my timetable or schedule is just like piling up and, and I've got things to sort out, I've got things to pay for and everything else, I feel like that's when worry creeps in for me. When I, I feel like any time I go on holiday or I'm away from anything or like spend time not doing things that I'm doing all the time, I feel like at that point, and when I'm very much present in that moment of just being away from work or away from a certain environment where I'm putting so much into that I'm putting so much into. I don't have many worries because I'm just, uh, I'm at peace, I'm present, um, and I'm realizing that although I can, although I, I, I tr- although I still try to control a lot of things, what I can control right now is, is where I am right now. And um, everything else will worry about itself as long as I am prospectively planning for things. And I feel like planning is definitely something that I've tried to work on very, very, like, in, especially in university and stuff like that, I've tried to plan as much as I can um, and work on planning because when deadlines come and they come very thick and fast, it's been very, that's when worry has creeped in majorly for me and I f- I'm not the only person who's dealt with this. 
Um, as, lo- as much as I tried to make last minute assignments a personality trait throughout university, it just doesn't work for me. I have to plan ahead of, of, of for things and assignments and stuff like that. And it, and it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a massive burden off my shoulders by doing that. And also calling in on other people to help me with that as well. A lot of the worry we burden for ourselves when number one, it can be, um, it, it's carried, it's, it can be given to Jesus, it can be given to God, but also you have people around you that can understand or, or resonate with what you're going through or have been, who have been there before. And sometimes we think, oh, no, nah, I don't want to be a burden on this person. I've done that countless times. I don't want to be a burden on this person. So let me not, let me not burden them with my worries. Let me just, let me just hold it and let me just, um, let me shoulder it and, 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 and get through it. And it's been so, so, so stressful. And so those times I've reached out that I've been like, okay, cool that's you know helped me out and it's, it's yeah it's, it's been a learning curve this year like just many years of, of learn um how to how to deal and how to navigate worrying yeah 100 percent. i think i resonate with what you said in terms of control for me i like i'm a person that i like to be in control of everything in my life and it causes me to to worry a lot more in some senses mm-hmm. um when it comes to racing when you're not having a good season like last year i didn't have a very good season and even up until now i wouldn't say that i'm having a good season yet We've done some good things, but nothing's been able to really come together. It's kind of been like a puzzle piece where all the pieces are all over the place, but nothing's quite fitting into the right places. Mm -hmm. But I know that when things get fitted into the right places, it'll be okay. And that can cause worry because you think, oh, you put in this amount of work and you're looking for this outcome and it hasn't yet happened. Mm -hmm. And I know many of our athletes that you guys may be watching this, you probably feel the same way, that everything is there, the work has been done, but the pieces just haven't quite fit yet. Mm -hmm. And that's when that worry can come in. And... I've, I've been in a place this season where um, because of how the season's been going so far and not quite what I wanted yet, I haven't really had those desires to want to compete. Right. Like, I know that I have a race coming up and I don't really feel necessarily excited about it. I'm more so mm-hmm. fearful. Yeah. Really not not so, not really wanting to compete because competing's meant to be the fun bit. Yeah, I remember yeah. Usain talked about it. When I watched his documentary, Iron Bolt, he talks about how training is the hard part, competing is the easy part, where you're right. able to just go there and have fun. Yeah. That's, that was his attitude towards it, mm. which is why he was able to go out there and have fun, ham it up, get involved with the crowd, and mm. he's dancing in the warm-up area, because realistically, mm. at that point, there's nothing you can do to change the outcome, so you should really just be having fun. Mm. Some more worries about, well, what time am I going to run, or what was the last time? I'll, I'll even go so far to sometimes, I'll, I'll go on Power 10 and have a look at what I ran around this time right. in the year, uh, last year or the year before, and try and compare it and think, oh, maybe I should run that exact same time because this is the exact same time two years later, when, when things don't work like that. Yeah. Um, and I know that it's the enemy that throws these negative thoughts into my head, For sure. trying to get me to stress and to worry. And um, I know that us as young people, a lot of us, we go through it, and everyone has their different methods as to how they cope with that. But it's kind of having to remind myself that I can't control these things. Mm. I can't control how fast I'm going to run. In terms of what time I'm going to run, I have no idea. You can only go out there and give it your best. I can't control who I'm going to be racing against. I can't control what lane I'm going to be in. I can't control um, how fast they're going to be, be, what seed I'm going to be, what lane, all that kind of stuff. I can't control it. And I feel like these worries can come in in so many different ways, even with kind of things like content creation. Me, I make some content on TikTok and stuff, and sometimes it can be discouraging if you don't get the X amount of views that you're looking for. Because many people will say they don't care about views, but there's a part of us that does because we want people to validate what we're doing. And um, it's not a good thing because we should be doing it, you know, for God's glory and we should be just enjoying what we're doing. But we all, in a sense, always feel like we need to get validation from these different things, Um, whether it be women, whether it be um, your friends or your parents or your family or your coach, whatever it is. We shouldn't be seeking validation for anyone. We should be um, desiring to draw closer to the Lord and being able to take the experiences that we have and learn from them, mm. whether good or bad, 
Um, and, and these worries can creep in so many different times and so many different ways for different people. Mm. And, I, I'm, and I understand this can be a sensitive topic because people definitely go through real anxiety and worries and fears and all these kinds of things. And even though we may go through it on a smaller scale, there's people that go through it on a larger scale. Mm. And um, we want to make you guys understand that we too go through the same things. I'm 21, so is Josh. Yeah. Um, soon 21. Soon 21. Oh, you know, so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. August, August. My God, <laughs> ah, I should know this. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> um, we're young guys, and yeah. um, there's so many different pressures that come with being at the age that we're at. And we know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not like there's many people around the world that are really, really suffering. Yeah. Um, but just different pressures of like you're trying to start your life in a way, like you're figuring yeah. out what job you want to go to yeah. and where you want to be and what you want to do with your life because um in truth coming out of secondary school especially with the, everything that happened in covid we just kind of got thrown into the deep end. it was abrupt so abrupt it was just like yeah here you go just independent straight away 100 and that probably left a lot of people feeling very anxious and worried about their future definitely definitely to be fair at the time me i was chilling bro covid i was just like oh, i'm baking i'm just chilling i'm, I'm relaxing i mean as soon as that first year of university hit i felt it like yo I've got i was but not Initially, I did panic, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah, real yeah. Spit. this is a great yeah. example to talk about worry and anxiety yeah. and fear. So I had completely different plans. So coming out of sixth form, the people that went to school with me know wasn't planning to go to university, was not interested in the slightest. Mm. They would do this thing in school where we would have time set, set in the timetable we would go. And depending on what you wanted to do, they would give you time to start filling out your UCAS application with the help of the teachers. Okay. Um, and they put everyone together into a, people that are going to uni, people that are not going to uni. Mm. And if you weren't going... I can't remember what we had on offer for us, but mm. I think there was, you had to do part of the UCAS, but I wasn't interested because I wasn't planning on going. Mm. Track was going well at the time, yeah. and that year was going to be the year of World Juniors, yeah. and we were preparing for that, we were training for that, that was going to be the aim. I was going to go to World Juniors and then go pro, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. sign a contract and go pro. Um, all of that went out through the window mm. uh, when COVID hit because obviously the, the, world, the world Juniors got locked off. Okay. I think some of the African countries went. I believe, but it, it got locked off. So I get, didn't get the chance to go. So that then I was in a panic. I remember having that conversation with my mum, and she was like, she just asked me, she, this is something, you never, guys, when you, have you ever had it where you had someone um, ask you a question and you hadn't thought of that before? So you, your heart just sinks because you hadn't thought of that. <laughs> because I'm one of those that thinks like, oh, I always think about something. I'm always prepared. I always know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She asked me the simplest of questions and it just, my heart sank and I was just without words. She simply asked me, she says, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do? Yeah. Because obviously World Juniors isn't happening. And you said you're not going to go to you. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? And I remember sitting there and I, and I was just stuck. I, I think I, I even might have just started and we're like, because uh, 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 I had no idea. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I had yeah. no That's idea. Real. Where That's am I going to go? What am I going to do now? That's I finished real. sixth form, got my A-levels, got my results and everything. Where am I going to go? Mm. And then immediately, boom, panic, worry, anxiety, everything that you can think of. All these thoughts going into my, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Like everything was just going crazy because I, I had no idea because I hadn't really planned for that. I had plans um, and it just makes me think of that verse that many of the plans in the man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. I had all these plans and thoughts as to where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, boom, cut in half. What now? Um, I then started reaching out to like, my t a few teachers at my school to try and apply for uni because that was the only thing that I thought really made sense at that time. I wasn't thinking about going straight into work. I was thinking about maybe trying to go down that route. But yeah. the bad thing about that was I knew that uni wasn't for me, but I thought I needed to do something to kind of buy myself some time. So yeah. I started applying to unis. Initially, my teachers weren't happy about it because they'd been giving us a, a slot. They give us a lot of time to make this decision. Yeah. And I, I think you have to get references and all this sort of thing. And I don't think they were very much prepared to do it. So I emailed my head teacher and he helped me out. So 
Um, big up, big up him. Yeah, um, for helping sure. me out. Um, and I was able to get that done, and then I was able to put my options down and apply and do all that kind of stuff. And I was able to get a place where where I wanted to go. Mm. Um, if you guys have listened to a few past episodes, you'll know that um, I obviously dropped out. I didn't like it, didn't enjoy the experience, but I was able to gain things from it in knowing that it wasn't for me. For sure. During the time it was during COVID, so I was doing. I'd go and uh, go and train in the morning and come back and have a lecture, and I just I couldn't stand that bit because yeah. I'm shattered, <laughs> yeah. bro, and I have to sit there and listen and. All this and that. I did two semesters and I was like, nah, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, it just it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I mean, so for some people it might be the case, but um, I had more peace when I left yeah. than than when I st- when, when I started. Mm. When you start something in worry and in anxiety, um, it's not the right time to be making those sort of decisions. Mm. When you're in that place of fear and in that place of worry, mm. which is where I was. Mm. But when I left, I had that peace of it. I still had that kind of internal fear, like I don't know what's gonna happen now. I've made this right. big decision. Mm. I can't go back on it. Um, I stuck myself in a deep end in, in like sort of training full time because um, I was able to get by based off of how I'd done in previous years um, and the sponsorships and the opportunities that came with that. So that kind of was able to tide me by and um, praise God for that. That was a blessing. Um, but it was everything initially had been just rooted in that fear and that worry and that anxiety and it would just weigh you down and it can get you to panic and make um, sort of impulse decisions, mm. which we shouldn't be making. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So, Yeah. It's a powerful story, man. It's a powerful story. Yeah, um, yeah it's, so many things I, I was thinking about during that, like, when you carve out your own plan, because it, it seems like you're carving out your own perfect plan. Yeah, like, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. When it goes to shreds, it's like, oh, snap. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> where do I go from here? Um, I feel like I've tried that as well. I, I, so many times as well, but um, I just I just never, it just never, it never bodes well for me when I carve out an exact plan something always has to creep in and just like mess that up and i'm just i feel like that's just uh, it's a humbling lesson from god to be like just stop trying to carve out everything so perfectly like say that it's definitely gonna happen i mean it may happen and it's it's happened for some people it's happened for many people i'm sure but um i just feel like when i try to control everything that's me trying to take the glory for myself in in a way or it's me trying to like um and I feel like it, it will cause me to now start controlling things going into the future and start trying to like carve out, carve out plans uh, ahead of time. And um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a humbler. I was going to, I was even going to touch on um, something else that I found myself that um, fear comes from. It comes from a place of fear for me. Fear is, fear is something that, um, we're talking about anxiety or worry, but I feel like fear is something for me that, um, in terms of like socially, in terms of creatively, it's definitely affected how I, it's definitely, it's affected my self-image and identity in terms of certain things happening or certain interactions. Like for example, um, I had suffered like first few years of my university, so first few years of my university experience, I'd suffered from social anxiety. And oh, so, okay. Um, me going out and meeting people or me going out to meet new people um, was an issue. Like I, it was like, I just couldn't, I was like, ah, I'm just staying home, just chill with my flatmates because they're the people I know, they're the people I'm cool with. I'd rather just do that as opposed to going out and meeting new people or going to whatever events. Um, and that was all based on one interaction I had with, with someone that didn't, that wasn't, it didn't go to plan or it didn't, it was awkward or whatever. And I just stuck with that one memory as opposed to the amount of times where I've interacted with people and it's been cool and it's just been, it's been so organic, it's been authentic. I just took that one experience I had just before you, I think it was a week of, week of freshers. And that was my whole narrative in terms of like, okay, now nah, I'm definitely not a sociable person. If this interaction flopped, then how do I expect every other interaction to, to go well? 
Um, and that was kind of like the story of, of first year and second. Obviously, first year was COVID anyway, so it was fine. Um, but I didn't get, to know, get, didn't get to know that many people just because of that one thing, um, one interaction I had with, with someone that kind of just, it tainted my whole view of, of, of you know, getting to know new people. And I, I, that blocked so many potential uh, friendships and blessings um, because of that one, one bad thought or one bad interaction. Um, I just wanted to encourage someone that, um, you know, if you think about the amount of things you've done or, or, or things you've done right or, or interactions you've had that have been good or whatever it is or, or, or races that you've won or race or times that you've got PB or, or, you know, got a record in the gym or whatever it is, take the balance, those two things out and see if the amount that one interaction, that the bad interactions outweigh the good. And you clearly see that most of the time it's actually not the it's, it's the other way around the good outweigh the bad but we catastrophize everything bad that happens because we want everything to be perfect a lot of the time i me personally i want things to be perfect if i'm if i'm doing something it has to be a one it has to be um like i carve out this certain image or certain scenario that okay cool this is how it's going to go and this is this is this is it like i can't screw this up and when i screw it up like i'm done i just completely label myself as a loser or just uh i just quit i just quit quit at that and um yeah, I'm, I'm slowly getting out of that because where does that come from? It doesn't come from the truthful. It doesn't come from the truth. It's just that one time, you know, it happens. We're not always going to get things perfect. We're not always going to, um, you know, get things spot on. But we, as long as you're learning from from something that's something that gone wrong and and kind of going back to what your what your mum asked you, just asking yourself a question and simplifying simplifying the way you address certain things. Even though it can sink your heart, it, it, it it's. Even though it can it can be a heart sinker, it can be like a bit of a, a woke type of question. Like I, I don't know if I'm ready to address that. It's something that over time you can slowly, um, you know, begin to work on yourself. Like just asking yourself certain like very simple questions about how you address certain things, about how you feel about certain people, about why you don't like going there or doing this or meeting this person, um, why you don't like interacting with this type these type of people. And I just feel like it's a very uncomfortable thing to do because I like for me my escape was more pleasurable and more worth and addressing my issues. And so I always tended to escape, whether that's before it was um, video games, instead of interacting with people, interacting with people, I just play video games. Instead of going out, play video, instead of like mingling with people, I just play video games. Then it, it deepened to things like pornography um, and, and stuff like that. Um, and we all have our, 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 we've all had our own escapes, um, our own ways of escape. And I just feel like, um, it's, it's very it's, it's easy to just say endure but um, yeah just as an encouragement like the escapes may seem more pleasurable and give you more of a dopamine rush than addressing your issues but in the long term you'll see that addressing your issues just bit by bit you don't have to go full in because sometimes you can just be like okay cool now nah, I don't know I don't really know how to address this issue I don't have to address this anxiety or this worry or fear because it seems like such a huge like grand problem because sometimes it is but i just feel like taking little steps even seeing people like whether it's um a pastor a youth pastor and also discerning that these these are the right people to talk to um a close family member um a friend that you trust i feel like there's, there's always someone or at least one person that we can reach out to if we have these worries or fears um and most importantly god and and the word of god i'm always i'm always um reflecting on philippians 4 6 um to 9 um, read it from the AMP version. It says, finally, believers, whatever is true, um, whatever, I know, oh, from six, 
Uh, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance, situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. And the peace of God that um, that surpasses that surpasses every un- all understanding stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is confer- whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good uh, repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. The things, and this is normally, this is the verse that I normally miss out, or not miss out, but just I forget to read. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in mm. daily life and the god who is a source of peace and well-being will be with you a lot of the time we think okay we just just for now just do it for now but this is a daily practice and sometimes you have to go deeper than just you know the surface level things that we normally do um i found that consistency in anything i everyone finds that consistency in anything will bring will create some sort of breakthrough and whatever you're trying to do consistency will bring some sort of breakthrough and it says to practice these things in daily life so however small however you know little amount of time you're spending as long as you're doing it consistently and as long as you've got the right sort of system as well as the right guidance to know that you're actually moving in the right direction then you know these these anxiety can be overcome because it's not who you are it's not it doesn't define you whatever problems you have whether it be social anxiety whether it be you know, trying to find coping mechanisms to deal with your anxiety. That's not who you are. That's not who you are at heart because you're made in God's image. It's not who you are at heart. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all. Amen, um, man. Wow, that, that was just amazing to kind of hear. Mm. And I would say it's a, it's a big contrast to kind of the way I am in the mm. sense that I've always been quite a confident person. I'm not mm. really afraid to talk to anybody. Mm. Even when I was young and I was like, moving to girls and doing that whole kind of mm-hmm. stuff that we're doing, mm-hmm. whether in person yeah, or yeah. over text or whatever, you get the kind of guys that are confident and yeah, go yeah. up to them sure. and approach them and yeah. say whatever. And regardless of how the interaction goes, it's not really going to make them feel it's any type of way. For sure. Or you might get the ones that are um, shy and mm. are not really going to have that conversation in person. Mm. They might have it over social media where it's less, I don't know, I don't even know what, it's less, it's, it's not face-to-face, it's not yeah. like you having to go over to them, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always been, I can do either one. It doesn't make no difference to me. Mm. I, I like to hold down conversations. I can go and talk to someone even if I don't know them. I can yeah. be standing in the queue next to someone and I can have a chat with them. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid to ask somebody a question. And none of this is a, is a means of me being able to show off. But no, not at all, yeah. for me, I've never had those sort of worries or anxiety. Yeah. And it's been a blessing in one part. But then the one, the times where I do feel more anxious and feel worried, it's like internalized Yeah. in the sense that it's coming from me, like you said it earlier, the lack of control mm. for me wanting to control everything. And I've, I've really had to go through a lot of growth in a lot of ways. My friendship group has changed massively. A lot of the people I used to talk to, I don't know, I don't talk to anymore mm. and all sorts of things like that, which happens to a lot of people. Coming out of COVID, either friendships stayed around the same and may have got stronger or um, people, they might have been absolutely decimated yeah. and then now they're hanging around with new people or in new places or, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's what happened to me. All of my, my friendships kind of decimated. It went in all different kinds of different ways and all sorts of stuff. And yeah. for a long time, I was really upset about it. And I was like, always upset, upset at someone else for what they did. And I was never really taking responsibility for what I yeah. did and for what I did wrong. Yeah. And I've gone through a lot of change and the Holy Spirit's really done a mighty work on me and he continues to do so in me, taking responsibility in me, um, 
not always thinking that I'm the good guy and everyone else yeah. is the villain. Mm. Um, because a lot of the time it had been me that were the, that had the problem. It had been me that had gone around, I've gone about things in the in a bad way. Mm. The, um, one of the things that used to always constantly eat away at me was um, I had a bad experience in evangelizing to someone. For those who don't know, evangelizing is like telling people about Jesus. Yeah. As believers, we, we're called to do that. Yeah. And um, this person was not a believer, but they had an interest in becoming a believer. But the way in which I went around it and about it was completely the wrong kind of way. Yeah. And I'm able to admit this now because I know I've been set free of it and I've seen the error of my ways. Yeah. And so that can then make you, like you said, you had one, one interaction and, and it kind of made you not yeah, want to go forward. Just, and that spiraled into more bad Absol- interactions because of that one thought planning in my head that, okay, now this is bad. 100%. It could have made me to then no longer want to preach the gospel to people yeah. and tell people about yeah. Christ. Uh, but it didn't, and, I, and, and that, that came from a place of me recognizing my error and, and yeah. asking for forgiveness, ultimately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because some people say, oh, you need to forgive yourself. I've never really taken much to that. Mm-hmm. I've never felt that I needed to forgive myself. I've always needed, felt that I need to go to God to get my forgiveness. Yeah. Because then, as I know that he forgives me, that tends to give me peace. That mm-hmm. I've been able to tell him what's going on. Mm-hmm. That I'm not holding all of that stuff in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had to do that. I had to recognize my mistake and my mistakes and really to grow as like as a man and um I've, i'm one of those that the idea of me getting older each year this it makes me somewhat sad where the last three four years i haven't enjoyed birthdays because it's like i'm really getting older like mm. i'm 21 years old mm. it's like yesterday i was just 16 15 no care in the world going to house parties every weekend um. and you go to the club for the first time oh, and wow. nothing's really serious and nothing's important even when you go into races and you're winning, it's just fun. Because it seems like, you're just young forever. You're just, it seems like it's going to be like that forever. Oh. Everything is a very slow change and everything was so much more comfortable. You could talk to pretty much whoever you wanted. Yeah. We were playing, we were doing up Uvu, late night Uvu sessions. <laughs> like, big up. If you know what that is, yeah, big up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, man, if you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. Doing up Uvu. Um, if you don't know, you got to get to know. <laughs> Like in the days of BBM, ping for a rate, all those kind of things. And I reminisce of those times all the time. I'll just yeah. be randomly in the shower, walking around the house, and I remember a funny memory of something yeah. that happened when I was in school. And Relax. I just start laughing to myself. It's like, yo, yeah. these are the best. And we, I, I don't really get those sort of memories anymore in that same way. I still get memories, but not in that same way. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of learning now to really enjoy and have fun with the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, not taking racing too seriously. Not taking yeah. life too seriously either. Being able to be patient, doing the things that God has me in the place to do, yeah. and doing it with everything I've got, but also just having fun in the process and making those memories. Because yeah. life back then was was quite cool because nothing was too serious. Nothing we wanted to do well and, and we we'd always tried, but yeah. we wanted to have fun whilst we're doing it. Otherwise, there isn't really much point to it. For sure. Even in this journey as a believer, it's not so yeah. stoic and like religious as people seem. People yeah. say, "Oh, it's religion." Nah, it's relationship with God, yeah. and there's a lot of joy that comes from that, yeah. fulfillment that comes from that, peace yeah. that comes from that, restoration that comes from that, amazing experiences, meeting people. And you get strengthened. Yes, there are tough times. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, it requires faith. Yes, it requires effort. But everything does. That's life. And um, we're really learning that. And I'm really learning that. And when I get those anxious thoughts and those worries, I I go, I try my best to go straight to the word of God. Sometimes it's delayed. And we're being honest with you guys, because even as believers, we sometimes don't go straight to the word. We sometimes go straight to just worrying, just yeah. sitting there being in that straight of panic. And then I go back to the place of me trying to control everything and me trying Honestly. to like figure it all out myself and try and work out the equation that where I know I'm going to run this time or yeah. do this, like all these sort of things that we kind of do mm. um, that aren't fruitful or helpful at all. Mm. And then I have to stop myself and I have to, as soon as I go to the word of God, as soon as I go in prayer, I'm able to get that peace. Yeah. And then I know to rebuke those thoughts because then even after you've read the, read the word of God, the enemy's going to try and come back again. Yeah. Um, and he's going to try and test you. And then you just 
rebuke those thoughts in in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, and yeah, the, the, I think um, I know there's a lot of young people that go for it, both guys and girls. And I don't know their methods for coping, but I would 100% say that for me, being able to address my own shortcomings mm. and know that I am faulted, that I, I have my own issues and problems mm. and being able to accept that and allow the Lord to kind of free me from those and do the, that work on me to, to iron those things out. That's given mm. me immense peace that I don't have to rely on anything or any one else specifically to really help me to become who I'm supposed to be. Mm. I have great people that God's placed in my life to help me mm. and to um, um, lead me and teach me in different yeah. ways and in different seasons, but ultimately it's him that's doing that work on me. And because mm. I know that he is perfect, he is faultless and he is good, which mm. is the absence of bad, I know at the right time I'll be who he created me to be, as it says in the word of God. Um, He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think of in his name. And the good, he will finish the good work of which he has started in me all up until the, the return of Christ Jesus. Amen. So as I continue to seek him and rely on him, um, I know it will come. Mm. Um, and I know for guys that might be not, you might not necessarily be a believer, you might be on the fence or whatever, this, some of this stuff may not make sense or resonate with you. Mm. Um, but this is truly coming from a place of experience mm. and a place of, in a way, trial and error, because mm. we tried it the worldly way. Honestly. And in future episodes, we're going to get into massive parts of that. That's and I'll let, I'll let JT go, carry on from and on that point. I feel like you've got something you were going to say on that. No, I was just going to say, yeah, um, there's so many outlets that we, we, we think that, um, in terms of trial and error, like I've tried so many things that try to give me peace. And um, it's just that, that one thing of when God says his peace upon understanding, like it's real. Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's I don't know how to explain it in proper light. It just in 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 to make it sound as as you know, um, as sensible as possible. It's just, um, when you've tried so many things, worldly things, um, when you've tried so many outlets, and you still feel like you're st you're getting the same result, your life is still going in the same circles. That's already a sign in itself that your anxieties and your worries aren't being channeled in a way that they're going to be helped. They're going to be resolved or help you. They're just going to keep cycling around. They're going to keep um, recycling themselves um, mm. onto the surface. Um, and it's just about being intentional. Not take Again, not taking yourself too seriously, but being very intentional about the things you want to improve and the things you want to work on. Because, like, even this morning, like, I've been trying to um, take gym very seriously or trying to take, you know, take care of my body very seriously, especially after last year because... I gained so much weight and it was it was kind of just I was being very Is it? serious. Yeah, I, I did notice. I was, I was being very unprofessional, just in terms of like my diet as well. Oh, okay, I think my okay. diet and, okay. and working out, I was just very unserious. Um, so I've tried to turn it around this year, and there was a little blip. There was a little blip I had like not too long ago, um, and after so long of like being consistent and being like, um, yeah, being consistent and being disciplined, being int intentional, I just felt like oh man, I can't do this again, bro. Like you even feel it within yourself, low key that like doing being serious or being intentional not being serious but being intentional with things you set out to do like it brings like it's good it's good to you know follow through with everything you said you're going to do it's good to um to actually be intentional with your relationship with god to be intentional with the the relationships you want to rekindle or strengthen or deepen it's good to be intentional with um whatever goals or whatever things you set out to do and it doesn't have to be, don't worry about what the next person is set out to do. Don't worry about the depth of their relationships or what they're doing. 
because the minute you do that then you start to take away from what the work you've been putting in yourself and you think that that's the bar that's not the bar you don't that person doesn't set the bar for you god knows where you are god meets you where you are and god sets the bar for you at that point in time and he takes you on that journey with him it's not about oh, this person no no no, forget that mm. forget that for that season that's not your mm. season they're in a different season of their life and yeah you're in your season and this is your season to either recover, restore, advance and whatever the season that is, whatever the season that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, embrace that um, because God's going to meet you where you are. He's, he's, his hand is not too short. He's going to meet you where you are. You yeah. His, not, his hand is never too short. Absolutely. And this is a conversation I know a lot of people don't have. I feel like a lot of male friendship groups are not actually friendship groups. They're just drinking partners or they're going out Brother. to the club together or they're just going out to shag things and move to things. It's superficial, like, man. It's very, very uh, surface level relationships. Very superficial. Um, and they're not good. And we're going to talk about that more in depth in another episode. That's a whole other topic. That's a whole huge live. topic that we're going to get into massively. Um, I feel like definitely a lot of female groups are a lot better in terms of friendships. I'm, and I'm sitting across the board top in notch. vulnerability, top talking notch. to each other. There's so many times I've been to parties, I've been to man. a club where I'm seeing these girls crying out to each other, pouring out their hearts to each other in Brother. tears. And they're right there supporting them. I've seen, heard things like guys that have told their friends that they are very much in a dark dark place and it was as if they didn't even care they're just like they're just just cheating it as if it's nothing like a lot of guys do not feel like they can open up to their friends because they don't actually have friends they've got like i said drinking partners or um i don't even know what to call it i would but it's definitely not friendship Mm -hmm. i think we need to really get into the definition of what true friendship is is, and to know what it is and to be able to be vulnerable and have these conversations because they're important conversations and if you're not having them they're not going to feel like they can have them with anybody and if they can't feel like they're having them with anybody, they're going to have all these intrusive thoughts, these feelings that they don't know how to sort them out or fix them. Yeah. And they're going to turn to all these different measures to try and suppress that pain, yeah. whatever that may be. I see a lot of young people and I'm hearing like 13, 14, 15 year olds that are in depression. And I'm thinking, what? How is that possible? Bro, 13, 14, 15, I wasn't even, life, I wasn't boy. even thinking, bro. I have yeah. nothing. M- up here, you know I that, there's that meme, what's it, is it a meme of like the monkey with the symbols just clanging in? Have you never seen it? <laughs> have you not seen it? Oh, yeah, bro, you have to see it. There's a monkey and it's just clanging symbols. It's the, it's the thing they usually use for like if someone's not brain dead, but they're not like, um, they're not, they're not very they're not thinking intellectual. Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, thinking yeah, anything. Yeah. It's just like, everything's a joke. That's what it was for me. Yeah, 13, 14, yeah, 15. I wasn't thinking about chilling, nothing. Yeah. I was just chilling. I was looking forward to playing football on the on, on Sunday Honestly. and and uh, trying to bag a hat trick for, no, no, for, no. for, the, for the boys. Um, we were having, just having a laugh, trying to get through each lesson and enjoying it. Like, and it's like, what what is going on? Yeah. There's a real disconnect. Um, and I feel there's Maybe a disconnect between serious. the older generation and the younger generation. Yeah, like people our age as well as the younger people. I think it's so important for us as the older people to have an effect on the younger generation because they're the ones coming up and we need to pass on knowledge, nuggets, truth to them so that they can have um, better experiences than we did we it's don't just want them to experience yeah. life we want it to be better for them we're yeah. trying to leave everything better kind of, for them yeah. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. we go on to the next place the people above us have left it better for us so our parents have up and up us. and up and up and up and up. Um, but if we're not leaving anything better for them no nuggets of knowledge no help no support yeah. um, no love no guidance um, no infrastructure no infrastructure then, then how are people supposed to grow how are people yeah. supposed to get better um, in the way that we treat people, the way we treat women, the way we treat um, our parents, our family members, our pets, all of these things um, is important. People that we don't even know. It's not just being kind to the people that we know, being kind to the other people that we don't know. We're called to love our neighbor. The number one commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, yeah. and to love your neighbor as yourself, to treat them as the way you desire to be treated. Yeah. They always often say it's the golden rule, but that stems from the word of God. Yeah. After Much are many of the sayings that we hear, yeah. you know? Um, but again, these are all future topics they're going to be delved into in much much more depth yeah. um but check check the people around you if you see your friends when they're doing things that you know to be wrong that you know are morally wrong that you know are not okay 
tell them and call them out on it. It is not okay mm. because if you don't, they're gonna make they're gonna feel of it as if it's okay. And this is not to make you sound like a holier than thou person. No, no, no. Just addressing bad behavior. And this goes both ways. If if you're messing about, someone should be checking you. But if you Always. see someone's messing about, you should be checking each other constantly. Yeah. That's what we did in school, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, it was, yeah. A, it was school was an endless violation every single day. If you did something, if your shoe was untied, you're getting violated. Like, bro, why yeah. is your shoe untied, man? Even little small things like that, we got into each other for everything. But it built up a good man- resilience for us. Yeah, I will say in some in some aspects and in some opportunities, it got a bit toxic and it went a little bit too far mm-hmm. because we lacked that maturity and that real sort of emotional understanding. Yeah. Um, but we checked each other on a lot of things. We tried our best to really make sure that we were doing the right things, that we weren't doing mm-hmm. weird stuff because it would come back on us. A lot mm-hmm. of that was to do with you're chilling in a big group and if you're doing something, someone's going to come up to you and say, hey, bro, your boy's been doing this, this, and this, and that looks bad on you because mm-hmm. you chill with them. Mm-hmm. So by association, mm-hmm. you've been brought into whatever behavior they're, they're attached to you. you you're going to be attached do. to it too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now it's like no one really gives it. No one cares. Mm. It's like no one gives a crap. Yeah. All of these things, everything now is just permissible. Everything is acceptable. Everything is okay to do. Everything is okay to say. It's brazy, the mm. kind of world that we're living in now. And we need to go back to checking each other. But doing it in love, it isn't in a bashful, beat them down, make them feel terrible about saying, themselves. Don't do it in a way that makes, it's just that tries to protect your own self or self. Yeah, 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 do it yeah, to yeah. actually help them improve because we, we can all improve and we should all improve. We should all strive to be better. thousand percent. Yeah. It's just checking them and be like, yo, bro, you could take them to the side. It depends the seriousness of the situation, but you can just have a conversation and be like, yo, bro, I saw when you were doing that. I do. I just, I just, I think that you're better than that. Yeah. Like we know that this is not cool and this is not good. Private reprimand is good. Private, yeah. private, you know, if private. You can, if you can. And um, just checking your friendship group, whether they're kind of friends that are encouraging you to, to do the things that you enjoy in life, mm. to pursue your goals, mm. for you to be improving yourself spiritually, physically, and mentally. Yeah. Because those three things are very, very important. Physical gains, like working out, staying in shape, spiritual gains, spending time in the word of God, mentally ensuring that up here you're strong. And they all, all these three things work together. And there's obviously more to it that makes up who we are. Sure. Um, but we want to be strong in those in those areas. And are they helping you in those areas? Because if not, then it's not a friendship. It's not of any benefit. Mm-hmm. If it's just to go out and move to Tings and uh, vape and get drunk and smoke and do drugs, that's not a healthy relationship. Yeah, that's not a fruitful relationship. And it's going to end up in turmoil. Yeah, for sure. Something's got to give. For real. And a lot, some of those worries that you have or anxieties or fears might come from the fact that you don't have good people around you. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly having to fight these battles alone when you don't have to. Mm-hmm. But just really yeah, but just in that moment, just just learn to understand what it is and and completely knowing what it is. Knowing, knowing what it is, yeah. Because not everything we've said may apply to you. Facts. There may be one thing that applies to you, but don't Facts. yeah. Just be very just. And this is something that you have to go to God with, or if it's just yeah, you yeah, yourself, because yeah, sure. not everything we say is gonna relate. Not every single point you're gonna relate to or resonate with. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that self awareness and knowing exactly what it is that is causing you to go to this or feel this type of way mm-hmm. major major just be a yeah. bit to a lot of Christ with you go be a beacon of hope in your community you know no matter where is where you live Amen. so many people have that attitude oh I don't like where I live it's dead it's this it's this it's that then make it exciting bro then like reach out to the young people see what it is that their needs because in every community there's there's in some way something that is being needed and we everyone there's always good role models that are needed when I say role models I know the the best ever role models obviously Christ but people that stand up for truth people that want to see other people win mm. it's not just about what I can do or how I can be better yeah. but how can I affect the community in a positive way how can we be able to come together for the glory of God mm. how are we going to be able to support each other and be in harmony because the Bible says do everything that we can to live at peace with everybody you're not going to like everybody, but we're called to love everyone. You're not going to be friends with everybody, for sure. but we're still called to love them, to for care sure. for them. And that's what we want to do. Amen.
Amen. Amen. But yeah, man. I think that's every, that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, that's all that's all I've got as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um thank you guys so much for listening and for tuning in. As always, if you have any questions, prayer requests, whatever, please do tune in. Um we hope you guys have enjoyed this. This is the first of the new format. So Amen. Uh, please let us know your thoughts and uh yeah, much more content on the way. Um it's been your boy Des. JT. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Love.